0: All right, hello and welcome to the Creecast. Thank you for listening. As always, it's David here, as usual, um, and as usual, as I say, I always appreciate you tuning in and listening. The few of you that do, um, I know there's been a few that have been there from the start, and uh, and you know, you know who you are, and I really appreciate the fact that a few people do listen to my, um, you know, incoherent ramblings on our football club that we love so dearly. Uh, so there'll be an episode released. At pretty much the same time as this one um, recorded before this one just for you guys in your timelines that aren't in a flat circle um, so I talked a bit about there that was just a general, just my thoughts on the end of the AFL men's season um, and kind of the fallout from that I hate doing that discussion I I'll tell you, like, and you will listen to me, I'm, I'm a bit all over the place because it's so hard to try to say yes, there's reasons to be critical of the coaching and whether or not Ken Hinkley should be there at this point Whilst also saying, you know, I'm not. Com- it's not like I'm not completely against him continuing his coach because I really just think that we kind of fumbled the bag at the end of the season. But um, some people seem to think if you are just nice to the man himself, then you are sucking up and want and are a ca- uh, happy clapper, which is not the case at all. So it's always hard to have those discussions, and I hate doing them. But that's kind of the uh, the uh, kind of discussion that's around the club at the moment as far as the Film inside goes so that's there to listen to and and talk to yourself like i did while i was recording it because i fucking hate doing it um that's there uh next week i'll do a more comprehensive kind of rundown of the season um the season that was am going to try and kind of do a player ratings kind of thing don't know if i'm going to do i'm sh- still trying to work out the how I'm going to do that, like A to to F or, you know, out of 100, out of 10, I don't know. I'll figure it out over the weekend and then get to recording that early to mid next week. Um, What else is there on the agenda? Um, This episode, obviously, as the title suggests, will be about the FLW kind of just running over the last couple of weeks. I did talk about on the last podcast um, about the reasons I was kind of absent for a couple of weeks, mixture of sickness and travel and, and all sorts of things going on. I'm going to go over it again because I spent probably seven, eight minutes on it on the last one. So just go back and listen to the start of it. Even if you don't want to li- listen to any of the Hinkley stuff, listen to all the first eight to ten minutes of that one. You'll get an idea of what you know where I was. Um, just travel, just traveling, having a good, good time. Um, had some family stuff as well in there, and then I was had a little bit of sickness after I was traveling. So just all happening, and then loading myself up with the. Uh, um, just the way this season ended I just needed a bit of a mental break from I think I needed to get some distance from the immediate frustrations of the end of the season on the AFL men's side so that's there to listen to um as I mentioned at the start of the last one as well uh, you'll see in the Twitter or the Instagram bios or Facebook I think I don't don't I honestly don't go on the Facebook page that much I know that all instagram automatically shares it to it so it's kind of just let it be um but i'll put the link up there as well there's going to be a link tree on the social pages um that'll have it's got the social links in there as well but there's one there's the buy me a coffee which if you haven't seen that it's just a donation page to be able to support creators that do this kind of stuff so if you're you know obviously i'd you know pay out of my own pocket to do the web hosting and all that stuff which is quite expensive at the moment, especially with the exchange rates because it's um, a US-based uh, hosting system and <laughs> I'm really starting to get sick of the cost going up every month because of the fucking exchange rates shit. Um, so just if you want to support, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, um, just buy, buy me a coffee, so to speak. Uh, that would be really appreciated. No pressure at all. Um, but, you know, that's there. If you If you'd like to buy me a coffee every week, every day, or just once, doesn't matter whatever you can give if you can't give anything then you don't that's what i you know that's no pressure at all um also in that you'll see there's a creed shop link which means yes i've set up a shop it is a print on demand service um i've tested it over the last three to four months i've ordered shirts myself again another cost um to make sure i'm happy with the printing and they've come out quite nicely and um, there's six products up, up there at the moment there's a robbie great shirt commemorating that wonderful after the siren goal and that iconic celebration of his there's a uh, there's a rosy shirt uh, the rosy show, as I call it um there's a, a Lockie Jones one as well. There's Gavin Wanganine one with his iconic celebration from the uh, 2004 Grand Final. Just that nice, him wheeling away with both arms up in the air uh, on the front of it. And then there's a little Creed logo on the, just on the top of the neck, on the back. Nothing too over the top, but just a little bit of getting our name out there as well. Um, that's there. There's six items there at the moment. I'm going to be loading. I think I can have up to, with my plan, with that shop hosting, I can have up to 50 items on there. So I'm planning to slowly up- upscale the amount of stuff that's on there. Um, but you can have a look at that for now. And for those listening now, until about this time next week, there will be a code LAUNCH15, just the word LAUNCH15, and I get you 15% off an order. Um, so, yeah, for the for those people listening to the podcast, I appreciate you, and that will give you a 50% off. And, of course, that supports me, supports the podcast. Um, there's a couple of shirts I have in design at the moment, I'm looking for a few just permissions, so to speak, on um, that I want to get up there that will actually be um have it be a charitable uh donation uh shirt so to speak um yeah the shirt pricing it's um and by the way for the u.s listeners i've got it shipping for the u.s and australia at the moment because it's print on demand so it's got services in australia and in the u.s so people in the u.s can order too that's cool anyway um and for women's what's been happening Alright, so saw after I was last here, which was I think before the, uh, the before the Brisbane game obviously. Um, for both of our teams, uh the AFA women have um, they they are now one and three on the season. So they got the first win of the season, their first away win in the club's history, um, which is really, really, and a really exciting win too. Um, over in Victoria at uh, I think it's RSCA Park, like St Kilda's headquarters, basically uh, against St Kilda. Uh, they get they found themselves twenty points down midway through the third quarter and storm their way back. Really, just because you could see St Kilda kind of. We're trying to turn the screw, but couldn't quite find it. And then we just went up a level and you had the likes of, um, I think, now I'm trying to think back to who was really, really influential, but I reckon Indy Tahoe was in there. And, um, you kind of saw the, the, the usual suspects and the likes of Ewings and co like take their game to another level. There's someone I'm missing though. I know it. God damn it. I know there's someone I'm missing to shout out. I should have really prepared. Um, but it was a it was an all around team effort. It was probably some of the, the there's still some things in our game, and I'll talk about it more when I talk about the loss last week to Geelong. Um, there's certainly elements of our game that are still you you can see the growth is still happening. Uh, younger players are still there's still just um, some like a cohesion at times as well. But the the endeavour um, is good, and when the ball is when they're actually finding the ball with that endeavour, they're getting results. Um, so I can... like Something last year as well at the start of the season, especially I know at the end of the season we fell away and had some heavy losses, but considering we've had it, we've run the gauntlet pretty well at the start of this season um, with the, the, the level of... Um, just the sheer level of um, competition we've had to come up against in the likes of um, Adelaide and um, Geelong and Brisbane at, to start the start the season. Um, you know, there's been some pretty good teams we've faced, Uh and Adelaide, we had a crack at um, you know some of the you know Geelong. We had a decent second half last week, but uh, unfortunately, the first half kind of dictated how that went. Anyway, um, but I was really impressed with the fact that it was come from behind, twenty points down in the third quarter, I think. Um, you know, last year, whether we come back from that, I don't know. Um, but to come back from that. Um, Ewing's kicks a goal of the year contender from the boundary, just showing that she's just got that electric... You know, she's an electric midfielder already and can gather the ball and and, and has a real good boot on her. Um, you know, kind of one of the longest boots I've seen in the comp. Um, just from being at a clear 50, pretty much, is um, if she gets the right connection, is a pretty... Pretty impressive feat um, at the AFLW level at the moment. So really impressed with her. But the fact that she can snap gather one and snap one like that on the boundary, and of course we had our you know our champion, our captain, um, the 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 Phillips bloodline in the Port Adelaide history. I talked about Jeff Motley's passing um, on the last podcast, um, and just talked about the the litany of names in our history. And the Phillips name is certainly there. And Aaron Phillips now has a goal in Port Adelaide colours, which you can just see how much. You know, considering there's already been a season past, like how much the the, the uh, players got around her and knew how special it was for her, and you could tell it was special for her as well. Um, a childhood dream right there. And essentially, it's not quite a game winner, but it sealed the game because we got, got up by 14, 15 points, I think, at that point. Um... Uh, St Kilda went down the back, uh, down and scored one late on, but with only like a couple minutes to go. And, and we managed to run the game out from there. And I'm um, just really impressed with just the, the kind of, like I said, the there's a lot of things um, that need to grow within this side. Um, yeah, certainly ball gathering and, and ball control, uh, control of the game, so to speak, uh, is something that's really, really probably... We want to see an improvement this season. I don't expect you know premierships this year, but I just want to see some um, improvement. And we really do not need to start seeing some of that out of this this group. Or, or you know, the list management decisions in the off season will be dictated by how how much some of the younger ones grow. I guess. Um, but to have the heart and fight to get through that one and and win the way we did was uh, really impressive. Um, you know, I I was just so stoked, and and I said it on I think on Twitter afterwards. You know, we had we'd started the day with the loss to. Um, for me, I'd started the day with the loss to GWS at like four a.m. Um, and ended the day at like I think mean, this game was at like eight o'clock or eight thirty our time over in LA and ended the day with them winning this game. And really, the smiles of the of the side and and the way we won it. It kind of I got the you know when we were getting getting back into the game, I got the the jitters of excitement as a comeback was happening. And then when um, Phillips, I actually punched the air in the bedroom and, and yelled out a little bit and um, flip-kicked that one. So it kind of brought back, you know, it kind of just shows that as I, as I had a theme in the podcast about the AFL men's season, you know, this 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 shall pass. You know, there's always another game, another season, and et cetera, et cetera. And, and certainly for our Port Adelaide girls, they helped, you know, somewhat, you know, it was never going to, like, completely ease the pain of a season completely ending as the AFL men's did. But the, to end the day with that win... Um, and that kind of feeling of jubilation it just makes you realize that things do move on as hard as, it, as hard as it is at the time. Um, we'll have a quick look at the stats in a second from that one. I just want to remind myself of who because I know there was someone I'm missing, I think, uh, as to far as the, the influence, so to speak, Alrighty, so I'm just looking at the stats quick from that St. Kilda game. I think it was it was a mixture of Indy Tahoe and Abby Derek because Abby Derek's a top fantasy scorer, so to speak. Um, she had 24 disposals, 16 kicks, 8 ambles, 9 clearances. She has gone to a real, like, another level. Um, we knew she was good last year. Um, she was finished second in the Rising Star right behind Ewing's, and I think she's gone to another level. It's probably, like, at this stage of the season, Ewing's has got some of the goals. I think Derek overall... I would have above Ewing's, and it's not like I'm saying, comparing the two, saying one's better than the other, as far as the future goes, like I'm just saying, at this stage of the season, Abby Derrick's really gone up a level, I think Ewing, Ewing's is just, getting, like she's, net, the attention's on her, she, she's kicking guys, she, Ewing goal-kicking midfielder, all that stuff, love it, um, but I really, really love, it's nothing against Ewing's, what I'm saying, I'm just really loving, where Abby Derrick's gone to, gone to this season, um, so, really impressed with her, her efforts, um, we had... Uh, and Indy in Tarja was the other one. She did kick two goals, one. Um, 15 disposals, eight-kicks, seven handballs. She just she was really a part of that second half. Like, when we got started getting a lot of the ball, it was her in there. Um, Maloney had a great game. Uh, the one that was really... And continuing to breast me and, and just, show, just shows what a pickup she's been um, is... Uh, Matilda Scholes in the ruck like obviously her ruck worked 24 24 hit outs she had five clearances as well she's mobile I love that she's mobile she, she she's a tall girl but she's mobile she gets around the ground she and she and she's got the she's got the competitive spirit um, and I love that she had 15 disposals to go along with her 24 hitouts, and was again was one of those key key pillars in that comeback, and that, and the kind of like stepping up our level of play in that second um, that second half of the sec, of the sec, third quarter. Really, uh, a lot of other you know a lot of other girls were in um, and in an amount amongst it, but those were kind of the um, the real real uh, you know standouts uh, so to speak. Um, that I was really, really, really impressed with. Saint uh, came up with two goals, which unfortunately she's not going to be in this week's game against West Coast. Um, she got suspended last week against Geelong, but yeah, no, she's been she's been impactful as well um, down forward. When we can get the ball down there with some consistency, she has she plays really well. That's just that's part of the key, and I guess we'll get into that um, talking about Geelong here real quick. Yes, unfortunately, our game down at Geelong, uh, sorry, down at Geelong, down now, but against Geelong, uh, was just a standard podcast by me, um, tripping over my own tongue. (laughs) Um, Yes, our game down at, I almost fucking said it again, let's just just move on from that. Um, Our game against Geelong uh, was a bit of a regression to the mean somewhat of what, you know, what this Port Adelaide women's team is at at the moment. Unfortunately, came with the, the suspension of um, Ashley Saint for one game this week over in West Coast, so we'll have to see how we go without her and that forward line structure. Um, and more importantly, I think, uh, well, obviously, for the grand scheme of things, Indy Tahoe, who's been really, really, really fucking good this year and I've really enjoyed her play, um, and I think she's um, really, really become an integral part of that uh, forward line and, and that in the side, really. Um, she is... Uh, done for the year with an ACL um, surgery which just one of the worst you know just tragic uh, in the sense of you know it's, it's a hard one to rec- it's a you know modern, modern sports medicine um, means ACLs are you know recoverable from of course and surgery and all that and you can go on and have a long happy career afterwards but it's just a it's a painful one it's a long t- it's you know it's a you know it's out for the year it's um, just the recovery and it takes a lot of, there's a lot of a lot of mental effort in an ACL so thoughts with Indy as she moves forward with her recovery Recovery from that um, I know my you know uh, the better half of the Creed she, um, she did a tour ACL um, a bit over a year ago and had surgery but um, not long before we headed over to the US and you know it's been a long it was a long you know it's only probably the last few months I've noticed a you know going upstairs without stopping and propping too much um, so you know it's unfortunate, and obviously, along with that came a, came a bit of a uh, humbling loss after our um, after our efforts in the week before, um, by the to the tune of twenty eight points. Which look, let's be real, it was a game that was over at halftime. Uh, they were up by thirty six points at halftime after having a four goal lead at quarter time. Um, we we came back. You know, when you look at the scoring shots uh, for the, for the people that just like to look at a, a um, my dad does this sometimes. Um, he would just look at the the you know, box score at the end of the game, and you will see five goals twelve, which we scored in this game to eleven goals four, and go. Oh well, they should have won. Had more scoring shots. Just, but you know, first of all, bad kicking is bad footy. Bat is bad footy. Second of all, you got to look at actually the traction of the game and go. Well, yeah, they they had their opportunities um, in the second half as they tried to force their way back into it. But they kind of put themselves behind the eight ball and let Geelong dictate the pace of the game. From that point on it's the first you know your starts dictate kind of how it's going to go and unfortunately it didn't go well um one of the a couple of the stats that really stand out um, 110 fewer disposals which was their worst differential in the club's history Um, we won the clearance count by eight but we finished with one fewer effective clearance so two things there that i kind of hinted at when i was talking about the st kilda result um our, we just don't get control of a game at all in any any way, shape, or form. Even against, you know, like I've seen the patches, like that patch against St Kilda that we won the game, we won with endeavor and effort. We didn't have full control, though. We don't control the ball well still. Um, it's And again, I, I trust that it's coming because I trust that the recruitment team and I like a lot of the young talent we've got. There's just, there's still that rawness in their calmness and composure in are there, both their, um, you know, the use of the ball and even just gathering the ball whether it be taking a mark um, it's just all those, little skill, all those little skills that will develop with time um, is my belief and I, I have full trust in that but we do have to start talking about it and just say these are, these are the things we need to improve on and that's what I you know ball control like every time you when you watch us play um, Adelaide Brisbane at the start of the year what we what we saw out of that was whenever we got the ball, it was a little bit chaotic going forward. We get strings of possession going forward. Sometimes it would be, you know, a, a relatively easy mark dropped and then we'd gather it and kick it forward quickly and sometimes it would work out, sometimes it wouldn't. Whereas what did you see from the likes of those, that that bloody good, I have to, you know, I hate saying it, but that bloody good Adelaide midfield, when they had like Neon Kelly or, you know, Marinoff or whoever hatched, whoever through the middle there or um, whoever the fucking other names are in that goddamn good team, Um they gather the ball quick, slick handballs, um, you know, handballs and kicks over the top that were really that were on point. Solid hands, take a mark, quickly turn around. They know where each other is. It's all their structures, their possession of the ball, their holding of the ball, and it's and it's all control of the and through that you get control of the game, and it's yours. And you get more disposals. You just getting you, everyone's getting touches on the ball. Everyone's getting a feel for the game, and through that you get control. And and we just haven't had a game like that. Apart from the Sydney one last year, I guess uh, really, um, and that was just an overwhelming dominance in the sense of our uh, one one first year list over another. Um, so yeah, uh, along with and and kind of that that clearance number uh, regarding you know winning the clearance count, which is good that we're we're getting we're contesting in the clearance count. Obviously, as I said, Matilda Shoals, um, is it Scholes or Schultz? I'm having the once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, it's nice to meet you, Mr. Schwartz. Mr. Schwartz. 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 Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look that up because I'm sure I've heard it before, and now I'm like already I'm doubting myself, which is just my own um, just my own uh, low self esteem about anything I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's um, sorry. I was going to the player stats now as I was looking at that. But yeah, it's just when you when you're getting so. Getting that kind of control around the middle is good. Um, love that, but we need to, you know, that needs to be completely like add added additive to control and everything like that. And when you see that Geelong could lose the clearance count by eight, but have actually one more effective clearance, means that their their understanding of what's happening around the ball is better than ours as well. So all these things again will come with time, but um, you know, Matild Scholz. 25 I've done Scholes and Schultz in the same episode so Tilda's never gonna listen to this but I apologise I will learn um, after this um, or relearn I'm sure I've heard it fucking I have I'm just an idiot Um, but she, she had 25 hit outs in this one as well so she's getting her hit out numbers it's just it's just structures and all that stuff really is where we're we're still just not quite good enough. Um, Gemma, three goals in the game. Really good game from her. I think um, Saint had two as well. So it's going to be interesting um, now kind of flipping the script to... Um, Derek, as usual, was um, was really good again as well. But just, again, when you look at the numbers of the disposal numbers, though, you've got Derek at 17. You've got uh, Ewing's at 12. Maloney, 15. Houghton had 18. Um, and she was our top disposal getter. That, and above... Um, Think she was our top disposal getter. Yeah, she was. Um, and Flip had 15. Um, but uh, when you look at the the disposal getters for uh, for Geelong and you've got Nina Morrison with 32 you've got Amy McDonald with 30 you've got Rebecca Webster with 27 you've got Georgia Prasparkas with 21 they're just getting so much more of the fucking ball and that's again control of the game structures all those things that come with control of the game with having a good structure with trust and understanding of what's going on around you that's not to say that their girls don't trust each other it's just they're still learning uh, They're still just a younger side so it's it's about being better at composure and and everything with when you've got the ball and your composure without the ball as well. There's, your off-ball work is very, is very important as well. And it's getting those. It's just that's just how far behind we are still. Um, again, I know we're developing and I'm trusting that it's going to go forward. But these are just the things we've got we're, we've got to point out when we lose the game. And even when we win against Saint Kilda, I'll still say it wasn't. It was just beautiful chaos, I think, and decent control. But and it, but it came from endeavour and, and heart, which again is one of the things that I think is the keystone of why we will be good um, soon enough. Because I think um, all the important mental uh, aspects are there from a lot of these girls. It's just uh, it's just putting all that together with a little bit of um, better better skills and and understanding around the ball and all that kind of stuff, and that will just come with time. Um, but yeah, disappointing to. Be one and three at this point, but also we only won one game last year, so there's a there's a fair few games to go to get a few more on the board, and and uh, and hopefully that'll start this week with West Coast, which I'll just look at real quick here before I finish up. Alrighty, so yeah, we're heading west uh, this this weekend uh, for a match against West Coast, uh, a rematch of our inaugural uh, game in the competition, and one that uh, I think we got screwed out of winning. Uh, but hey, I'm biased. Till, till tinted glasses always. Uh, but one that we go into as favourites, which isn't something we've we've had too much of in our, in our time as um, in the AFLW. So that's uh, fun, but also comes with the an an interesting probably uh, position for the girls to go into a game that they're all around expected to win West Coast are winless on the season um, they've been fairly handily beaten most of the year I think last week's probably the closest game um, with a f- uh, 5-4 to 2-9 loss against Sydney so one that you could argue um, from the box score like I was saying before I do what my dad did and go mm, scoring shots um, but you know I didn't, haven't actually looked at how the game flow of that one went but you know they've uh, and Sydney being a relatively young team as well. Um, but they I think they've got a couple of wins on the board already this year. Um, so Sydney probably much improved from last year already. Uh, but yeah, they lost lost by 10 gold to Gold Coast. Um, almost 10 gold to... Um, to Carlton, um, a close loss in the derby against Frioto open the season, um, but overall, yeah, they're, they're winless on the season and they're going to be, you know, they're probably expected to be around the bottom again this year, um, sort of, you know, starting on the back foot with an 0 4 start. Uh, but we do go into the match with, you know, a few changes, some forced. Uh, with obviously, I've mentioned already um, Saint being out with the month, one match ban, Tahoe out for the season with the ruptured ACL. Um, Dersma and Saatchi Syme uh, have been omitted. Uh, Jade DeMello, Jade Halfpenny, Lily Johnson and Maggie McLaughlin in. So, uh, good to see DeMello back in. I'd like to, you know, I think, i reckon I'm trying to think how many games she played last year. But, um, you know, she can. She, she's coming in, obviously, to help out in the forward lines there a little bit. Uh, Maggie McLaughlin down back. Um, so, still one, regardless of, you know, missing a couple of pieces uh, that we would like to have in. Um, we should be going into this one with confidence and and with an ability um, to win to win it as well. Um, we need to. If we, it's not that I expect to be in finals, be contending in finals, whatever. We just need to start getting the winning feeling because that's going to breed um, kind of breed just some confidence, and that can that can you know elevate play you know just simply feeling a bit more confident about what you're doing uh, between the years can is one of those things that will help elevate the uh, you know some of those issues I was talking about the the, you know being a little bit dicey in possession and, and those simple marks that sometimes get dropped here and there uh, if you start winning some games some of the winnable games and you know after a pretty uh, tough gauntlet of games again we are playing some of the best in the competition and I'm very cognizant of that as well so if we can go into these games and, and get stuck chalk up a few wins even just be in the conversation for finals with a couple of weeks to go would be fun. You know, I know there's a bit of a separation in the table and who knows if that's actually possible based on what happens, but there's some opponents coming up in the next few weeks that we should be um, looking at ourselves as being uh, contesting to win. Um, So, and it starts with this one. So I'm expecting a win. Uh, I'm being, feeling pretty confident about it. Uh, and uh, just to see some growth. If we can get get to the halfway point at 2-3, I think that would... And considering some of the opponents we've played, uh, I think that would be a really... It would be a plus for the program. So, uh, not much more to say than that because I don't know much about the West Coast team. Again, I said I... Uh, AFLW wasn't... You know, I didn't watch it until Port came in because I wasn't fucking watching the Crows. <laughs> it wasn't anything about the competition. It was just a was not taking much interest in it until um, Port, Port go side so um, I'm a Port fan what can I say uh, so I don't know much about the West Coast side beyond their record and just where they're they're at at the moment so uh, but knowing how we've been playing and, and kind of looking at where, where West Coast are at with some of those losses they've had I see us having been even though we've lost reasonably comfortably in the end to the Crows and Brisbane and Geelong they all were games that we found our way our footing into you know in comparable you know some of those games last year where we struggled to kick a goal we've kicked kicked a few goals in each one of these games against some pretty good opposition um we just need to get it together for four quarters a bit more and i think with that in mind i think this just should be one of those ones we're winning and, and we can put a score score line up that um, west coast just quite, can't quite compete with um so get the kicking boots on girls um I think Gemma going back over to the west will be exciting for her. Um she's been she's been playing pretty well this season. Um and she got th- off the back of three goals last week and uh with a bit of a reshuffle in the forward line, um her presence down there will be as needed as ever. So that's about it. Khan the pair, Khan the Lady Pair, and let's get the win. Uh by the way, I I mentioned briefly earlier about um Jeff Motley, but I did a five five ten minute kind of tribute at the end of the Last episode um, regarding the AFL Men season, so go back and listen to the end of that one if you want to hear that. Otherwise, yes, calm kind of the pair. Let's get a fucking dub this weekend.